How many of y'all ever been stressed in your life? Feeling like you ain't going to make it anymore? Wondering how you're going to get past that very day? It gets rough, right? Hebrews chapter 10. Turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10. And I want to look at verse 35 and 36, or actually just verse 36 by itself. Verse 36, and it says this. You, somebody look next to the person next to you, say you, need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised you. Did y'all catch that blessing? Y'all ain't catch that. I'm going to read it again. It says you, somebody say you, need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised in your life. I don't think, I know it's early, but y'all not catching a full vision of this. Y'all not pressing forward into the spirit today. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, that you need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God in your life, you will receive what he has promised you. So if you haven't received it, you ain't done it. That's awesome to know. That God is not done with you. Maybe you haven't got that thing you're looking for. Maybe that thing you want so bad in your life is not there because you are not giving God what he needed. So it says again, somebody say you You. need to persevere. You know what the word need is? It's a necessity, something you must do, something you have to do, something you cannot live without. You need it. You need oxygen. You need air. You need water to live. You need food to sustain you. And the same way you need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God in your life, You will receive what God has promised when you persevere. Somebody say persevere. The word persevere means to persist in anything that you undertake. When you go to work, you persevere through the day. You don't want to wait till 4 o'clock to punch out, but you got to wait throughout the day. Somebody say amen. Amen. It's to maintain a purpose in the face of difficulty. In spite of difficulty, you maintain your course. You maintain your purpose against all obstacles, discouragement. You continue steadfastly. That's what persevere means. So the scripture is really saying this. You need to, in the face of adversity, persist in anything you are doing for God in spite of obstacles, in spite of observations that you make that are negative, in spite of everything in your life. You need, you need to persevere in God. Somebody say it out loud. I can make it. I can do this. Come on. Another definition for persevere is to bolster. To build like, to bolster is like to make it stronger. To build it up or uphold. Webster's Dictionary has a definition of persevere called unflagging faith. That you're not throwing in your flag. You're not quitting. You're not going anywhere. You have that perseverance in your life. Somebody say persevere. God has raised a hedge of protection around your life. Somebody say amen. Amen. God has protected you in your life. Now, I want you to do something real silly for me today. I want you to go like this. Just take your finger. And I want you to go to someone right next to you. And don't put it in their, don't touch them, but just put it right in their face. Right in their face. It's funny, right? It's what the devil does to you. You see, the devil can't touch you. You see, he puts his finger in your face and he says, I'm not touching you. But I'm going to screw with your life. I'm not touching you, but it's going to piss you off that I got my finger in your face. But I can't touch you because your God has raised a protection around you. 
You see, you, my cousin Yvette, you go up to her and you just be like, I'm not touching you. And she would, stop, oh my God, stop, it's so annoying. And it is annoying. You see, the devil don't make you sin. The devil gives you a thought that's in your head because he cannot touch you. He has no power, no authority over you. But he sit here and said, the devil's just coming after me. He's attacking. You no, know, he's not attacking us because he can't touch us. You look at the story of Job and the devil had to ask permission to even touch Job's family. And yet God still said, don't touch his life. You can touch all his possessions, all his stuff, but you can't touch him. The devil's not even touching you. You just have to persevere through the mental process, the, the complexities of your own human psyche that says you need to do that thought in your head, or that compulsiveness to sin. Perseverance is the word of the day, Amen. We need to understand that we have to get up every day and say, yes, I'm hurting. Yes, I'm tired. Yes, I have a lot on my plate. Yes, you know, there's a lot of things in my life that I don't like. I'm going to persevere through the storm. Could you imagine if you gave up every time? I said it Friday night. Could you imagine if Jesus gave up on you on the cross and said, this hurts too much. This is too difficult. I can't do this anymore. I didn't expect him to have nails that big. I didn't expect to be on that cross that long. Why didn't I die yet? Why? 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 Likewise, you have to persevere for God. You have to push through and say, God, through everything in my life, I'm going to persevere. You're not going to find the word persevere in the scripture too much. You'll find it two or three times. But there's another word directly related to persevere, and it's the action of persevere. And it's the word perseverance. Amen. Look at Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. This is an awesome scripture. It says, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that sufferings produce perseverance. So here we are saying, I have to persevere through. I've got to persevere through this because I'm suffering. But yet the Bible says you have to go through the suffering so you can learn what it is to persevere. You would never learn what it is to stay the course if you never had a storm trying to blow you off course. You could never, ever appreciate living for God if you ain't spent some time in the world, to be really honest. If you ain't have that life of sin, you can never know that God rescued you and what he brought you from. You're listening. You understand that concept. That word produce, it means to bring into existence, to give rise to. To bring into existence by intellectual or creative abilities. So God says, how can I teach my children, my people, how to persevere? Oh, okay, I got it. I'll let the enemy dance all around them and see how they react to it. He ain't going to touch your life. But he's going to run all around you to produce. Somebody say produce. It means to bring forth, to give birth, or to bear. God is trying to birth something through you. God is trying to birth something through you. You're expecting in your life, you're expecting different blessings, different miracles, different things that you have, different petitions before God that you have. Back to Hebrews 10, verse 36, it says you need to persevere and do the will of God. So when you've done it, when you finish it, God will give you what he's promised. You will receive it. Only after you persevere. The word persevere means to provide, to furnish, or supply. 
That's the name of God, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. My God shall supply all my needs, the psalmist wrote. Not just some of them, but all my needs. Somebody say all. I like this definition. It means to finance, to cause to accrue, meaning that you, over the time, you, you accrue it, you gather it. This one says, almost in similarity to stocks producing unexpected dividends. You buy some stocks, and all of a sudden, they're worth a lot more than you thought it was. So your car breaking down was worth a lot more than you thought it was because, you know what, now you don't have to cuss nobody out like you used to because you learned the last time. That's an unexpected dividend in your life. It's a side effect of being in tune with God, that you can control yourself because you've gone through perseverance in your life, because you have a spirit now to be able to move forward and persevere. You're listening. Verse 5, or 4, excuse me. Suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. That is awesome. Your character defines who you are. We're supposed to have that character of Christ. That perseverance produces that character in your life that says, I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to live for God no matter what the cost. Come hell or high water, I am living for God. I have that joy unspeakable in my life, and I'm not faltering. I'm not wavering in my decision to serve God. You're listening. Come on. It says character gives hope. Remember what we talked about last week, hope? Getting inside of hope, living in hope? If you're living in hope, it's because you persevered through God. That perseverance builds up your character as who you are and what defines you as a person. And then that character builds up hope because you say, if I'm made in the image of God, this mic is all messed up today. If I'm made in the image of God and God is moving in my life and God is shifting in me, then I know that if I can do it, then God can never fail me. There is one thing God can't do, and that's fail me. Everything else he can do, but he cannot fail me. He can never leave my side. The Bible says it. I never leave you, never forsake you. James 1, verse 2 and 4 says this. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. Now, I don't know what he's talking about. Consider it joy when I suffer. Doesn't that just sound like an oxymoron? It just sounds so backwards. But yet the Bible says that Jesus considered it pure joy to lay down his life like you or like I. He considered it joy in his life. The word consider means to really contemplate, to scrutinize, to analyze, to carefully think about something, to make a decision, or to reflect upon something. So consider it joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. It doesn't say when you feel like it, when you're up to it, or when you feel strong enough to have joy. Talking to somebody and they say, God bless you, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. I'm just doing so great. You know, I'm in la lucha, luchando con el diablo. Am I lying? That's the old mentality of the Pentecostal church. That is what we were raised up on. We didn't have, God is good. It was just, hey, how you doing? I'm there. I'm there. Listen, I know my barber, if I asked him, 
So what's going on in your life? What's going on? I know what he's going to say. Can't call it. Can't call it. I can't call it. Every time. What does that mean? I said, Edwin, what does that mean? You say that every time I'm here. Do you have no hope in your life? Go back to church. I can't call it. I can't call it. But that's how we are. That's how we're built as humans. We do that. And then you want to try and be inspirational in the midst of your little self-pity and depression. I know God's going to make a way. I know he is. God will never fail me. I can hear some of y'all crying in text messages. Send me a message. How you doing? Good. <laughs> Listen, if I can tell your tone of voice in a text message, you need help. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about, though? I was, I was actually, there was one instance where, where someone was actually going to something serious. There wasn't these, you know, these uh, little spilt milk, serious issues in their life. And, and they texted me. I, we were supposed to meet at the church to do, to do some um, talking about completely other stuff. And um, this person texted me, and I said, I'm going to be there in a few minutes. Don't be late. And they, they just texted me, okay. I told them, no, they just, it was just a K. It wasn't even an O. It just a K. I said, you know, I was in my car, and I was right by um, Lenox Avenue. I'm driving to the church. I'm like, God. And God began to speak to my heart, and there was a severe depression upon this person. And I was going to text him right back, and I said, you know, I don't know what you're going through, but God's going to deliver you today. God, God wants to really give you something special in your life. Today could be your day. and It may not be a church day, but God wants to bless you. No matter what you're going through, I'm here for you. And I said, no, that's just me. I'm not going to text this person that. I'll see them in a few seconds anyway. Come to the church, and I meet this person, and they came in, and they tried hiding it the best they could, trying to be some strong, super Christian. And I said, I knew it wasn't just me. I began to pray for them, and they just broke down crying. God can use anything to talk to anybody. But you have to have joy in the midst. This is considerate pure joy. Pure joy. You know that the pureness of it really gives it more value? My dog is worth a lot of money because he's a purebred. You get what I'm saying? You have the best ingredients. That's why organic food is better for you because it's more pure. <laughs> it didn't help your dietary tract, did it? God bless him. But it's more pure, so it's more valuable in the eyes of man and also in the eyes of God. He said, consider it pure joy, not 72% joy and 28% pity. He said, keep it 100, right? That's how you say it? Keep it 100. Keep it pure. That's like the purer the liquor, the drunker you get. The same thing. You keep pure joy, and the more you'll be able to persevere through your life, you'll be able to see God in every area. You'll be able to find God in the deepest times of hurt if you persevere in God. Somebody say pure joy. There's a lot of key words in the scripture. And then it says whenever. What's that word whenever means? It's correlated with every time, all the time, eternity, whenever. Not like whenever, like whenever. When you you want to go to the mall, whenever. No, it's every time, every second of every day, consider it joy that you're going through something. Now, don't go this week and every time somebody says something to you, you got to be joyful. No, 
Show the love of Christ. Show compassion and be an example. Erica, you inspire me. You're like all bubbly and joyful for the past three months, two months. Jesus, what? She is all over the place. <laughs> Eight in the morning, bouncing in here. I've been here for an hour since seven o'clock, half tired, and she's bouncing in here. Hi. It's like, oh my gosh. Somebody say amen. Because you know that testing of your faith develops perseverance. You know. You know this. We know this as a church, as a Christian. We know it. We just got to believe it now. That word develops has some interesting definitions. And one of them is to bring to maturity. To bring to maturity. When you develop. One of the words you use when a young girl is developing or a young man is developing in their body type, you say they're, they're developing sexually or intimately. God wants to intimately develop in your life. God wants to intimately develop a relationship with you to bring out the capability or the possibilities of things, to bring to a more advanced and more effective state. You will be a more effective Christian, a more effective soldier in the army of God when you have perseverance. When you're persevering through everything in your life, it means to grow or to expand, to develop. Somebody say develop. It means to elaborate or expand in detail. So the small little areas of your life that you've been trying so hard to get rid of, if you just persevere, if you just push on through, God says, I'm going to develop that right out of you. It's like when you take a camera back in the old days and you had to have that film and you had to protect that film. You could not let the light touch it or it would be completely ruined. You would have to take it out in a black box. And then you have to put it into a special cartridge, into a special machine with special chemicals. Those chemicals are called Jesus and the Holy Spirit. He is developing you. And before you know it, this picture will begin to come into focus. This picture will begin to rise up. And you'll be like, oh, I didn't know it was going to come out that nice. I didn't know it would be that good. Because God is trying to develop you through perseverance. It's a process. You can't skip the process of Christianity. You can't skip the process of growing in Christ. It's a necessity. Amen. You're going to go through some things. You're going to have some problems. Yes, you're going to have issues. You just might face marital problems. You, Reuben, you might go through some stuff. Danielle, Melvin, you're going to have some rough times. I'm not promising you some perfect Christianity. You're going to have a big house with a white picket fence and shutters and a Mercedes in the driveway. No. You just might have a hoopty for the next 10 years. Who knows? You might be renting in a roach-infested apartment because you can't afford nothing better. But if you persevere, the will of God, it says that right there. Have it on my notes. Put a highlighter in your Bible. Circle it. Do something. Hebrews 10, 36. You need to persevere. So when you've done the will of God, when you've done it, you will receive what God has promised you. I don't know about you, but this is waking my spirit up. It's developing me. I love this definition of the word develop. It's to express mathematically in a form as if an algorithm in a, in a process or in a series. When you have a little problem, I, don't, I never understood this. I'm not good at math. I don't do math. English and history are my thing. Mathematics, eh, not my thing. And they have like, you know, a 
parentheses, X times this, 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 and that times B. And you get a whole page of numbers from that one little formula. That's kind of like what God's doing with you. He's stretching you. He's extending you. He's going to bring you to a process until they get to the bottom. There's my answer, too. I did five, ten minutes of work for a two? That's why I could never do math. What? If I had known that, I would have just put two on the bottom. I had a one in ten chance of being right. Come on. <laughs> That's what God's doing with you. He's breaking you down piece by piece. Every section of your heart, God wants to break it down. To develop means to bring into activity, to generate or to evolve. Now, I don't believe that I came from a monkey, God forbid. But I do believe that I'm evolving as a human being in my mental co complexities, in my capacity to understand God. You know what I'm really tired of? I'm tired of deep Christians. That you are so deep in your thought process of God that you can't even reach out to nobody because they don't understand you. And you want to preach this word to them and you want to give them every treasure of the kingdom instead of just saying, Jesus loves you. Some of them need to hear this, you're going to hell. I wouldn't tell it to just anybody, but some people I know, you're going to hell, dude. And you need Jesus and you know it. But you have this concept now that I'm so high-minded, I'm so Christian. I'm so saved that I can't hold the conversation about Jesus with you because I'm just so saved. Let me tell you, true spiritual growth, listen to me, true, true spiritual growth is your ability to come down from wherever you're at to go to the sinners and the highways and the byways and tell them, you know what, Jesus loves you. The Bible says Jesus laid aside his majesty. He laid aside his deity. His birthright of being a king, he gave that up for you, and he came down to your level. But we're too high to tell anybody about Christ, and we lock ourselves in our houses, and we're praying, and we're saying, nobody understands me. I just know so much more than everybody now, because I read the Bible for three months straight, and I know better than everybody, so I can't reach nobody anymore. I'm going to stop ministering. I'm not going to invite nobody to church because they don't understand me. Matter of fact, I might have to find a different church because they don't understand me now. Because I think I'm so deep in Christ. You think that doesn't happen in churches? Oh, you got news for you. It tears churches apart. Because people don't understand. It's not about how much you know. It's how much you're willing to give of what you know. It's, it's about how much you... Willing to come down off the pedestal you built under yourself. And let people know that God loves them. And you will know that when God develops you. That word develop means to gradually come into existence. It's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. Gradually, step by step. Cell by cell, God is going to build you. The last definition, two of the, the last definition I have, speaking from a biological standpoint, the word develops means to progress from an embryonic to an adult form. You started off, but God says, I'm going to get done with you. I'm going to develop you into a mature Christian.
filled with the Holy Ghost, saved, blood-bought. God says, I'm going to fill you up. You started off just a seed. But I'm going to complete your life. I'm going to develop you to the point of no return, to the point where you are just on fire for God. Yes. Tell the person next to you, this is going to be hard. It's going to be rough days, people. I can attest to that. I've been through the last year and a half stuff I would never have chose for my life. Be where I'm at now and go through what I went through. We don't like to see that. We like to say it because it sounds good. It sounds good to say, you know, God is faithful through it all. But when you're at home crying at 12 o'clock at night because you don't understand your life, that's when it counts. Because you can hoop and holler all day in church and you can shout and sing till your voice is gone. But if you ain't believing it at home, if you're not, you might be living it, but if you're not believing it, you see, living it is the exterior. You can live the life of Christ outside this church. But whether you believe it is a different story. Heart or in your spirit is completely different. Come on, stand with me right now. I want to give you one more scripture as we stand. This is 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. I don't want you just to close your eyes right now. I don't want you to think about this scripture. You're going to be surprised at what you hear. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't want you just to think right now. And it says, 2 Peter verses one, chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. Goodness is going to produce knowledge. Knowledge will produce self-control. Self-control will produce perseverance. And perseverance will produce godliness. And godliness will produce brotherly kindness. And brotherly kindness produces the love of Christ. This is the key verse. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, listen to this, it will keep you from being an ineffective and unproductive person in your knowledge of Jesus Christ. It will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive for God when you persevere in your life. Persevere in your life, it will keep you from being ineffective, unproductive. That we say, God, I'm going to persevere, God, and I'm going to love you as much as I can, Father, because through it all, God, through it all, through it all, through it all, I am going to live for you, God. Because I love you, God. Because I worship you, God. I'm going to be more effective, God. I don't care what I've done to this point, God. I don't care if I've messed up with my family. I don't care if I've made my mistakes. If I haven't lived 100% for you, if I haven't been joyful in the midst of the storm, God, forgive me. But I'm going to persevere because I can make it. I can do this. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you.